Welcome to the Mark Steering Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Got an extra buck or two if you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also, considering helping on the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by John Mellencamp. I'm looking for trouble. A lot of people get to a certain age, and they just kind of lose interest or they give up. But I'm looking for trouble. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 179. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a beautiful spring day here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Got to see previous podcast guests, the Nadas, at the Turf Club this last week, and it did not disappoint. Go download the song, River. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Vegas trip giveaway qualifying night, and a lady that clapped after every song I played won. Guess there is good in this world. Thursday, played a duo show at BDL Club in Roseville, Minnesota. Thanks to Rob for helping me make an emergency toilet repair at my house during the second break. Friday, played a duo show at Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota. Was requested to play my 2003 original song, Dizzy in Love, which I do love but have no idea how to play it anymore, but next time for sure. Saturday, I played a duo show at Vanelli's by the Lake in Forest Lake, Minnesota. Packed for St. Pat's weekend. Decided to try the world-famous char-broiled ribeye steak after the show. And good God, it was amazing. Sunday, I played a duo show at St. Pat's at Gabe's by the Park in St. Paul, Minnesota. A little slow for St. Pat's, but was a blast. And very nice to meet and jam with Catfish Troy. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, March 20th, 2019. I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. For the rest of the week, I will be gone. I'm heading to Chicago to meet one of my idols, Jim Cornette. Guest this week is part two of three with Brian Layton and Patrick Tanner of the legendary Minnesota band GB Layton. We talk about the stories behind the songs on their new album, Second Chance, such as She's Gone, Annie, and more. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, everybody. Part two here with GB Layton, Brian Layton, and Patrick Tanner here talking about their new record, Second Chance. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. 
It's awesome. A, it's a gorgeous day here. No middle fingers from Patrick on the on the ground yet. That's saved for tomorrow. That's when tomorrow. the weather comes. Um, yeah, it's been a great time here. Last episode talking about cover songs and things like that. Now we're gonna get into the heavy hitting and the new album coming out here. And Brian, it's your tenth record, huh? Uh, studio record. Tenth prob- studio record. Yeah, I think. Um, but thirteenth total, I think. Okay. With live. Or- 14th, yeah, something like that. So so who do you think are your main influences on this record? Like, what artists were you listening to when you were composing these songs? I wasn't. That's the thing. I, I, I kind of just did this all on my own and kind of uh, what I was feeling sitting on a couch in the uh, middle of the night at my house and recording it into my phone and... That's where this stuff came from, you know. I I, I have a hard time listening to uh, music during the day. I just, you know, when I do it so often, and I and I kind of have what I do for a living. Uh, you know, I'll watch the Grammys and stuff like that, and see what's out there or whatever. And um, but I don't know. I, I it's kind of got to come from within me. You know, not come from somebody else. So, so last time you were on the podcast, you had more of a country uh, record, more of a more pop music sounding record. Where this is more just straight songwriter Brian Layton stuff. You know, more yeah. personal things like that. So, um, how do you feel about this one coming out opposed to the other one? Does it seem more like just more personal and stuff you're getting at, or it's kind of weird because. I've had more excitement, I think, in myself about my other ones that never kind of hit as hard. And this one, everybody that listens to it is kind of like, oh, my God, this is a great album. You know, Ever, the, everyone that I've, I've gotten a preview of this album is kind of like, oh, my God, this is, you know. And so I don't know. I kind of take a step back and go. Hopefully, you know, this is maybe one that will catch something. You know, mm-hmm. who knows? But uh, I'm proud of this one. You know, uh, worked hard on this one. Took a long time. Made sure it was right. Yeah. You know. When did you guys start recording this album? First of all, when did you start writing the, the tracks for it? Well, oh, man, I think you had. Um... I mean, how long have you been in the band? Four years. So, and, and so, you already had "Ain't Nothing Better" yeah. written at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, it's four years in the making, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Um, and when did you guys start tracking it? Just right away, or did you go song by song? Or did you go like, like, like three songs at a time? You laid on the vocal parts, and like, how did you guys go about recording it? We just did one at a time, kind of. I mean, we 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 would uh, rehearse downstairs and and go over them and we would kind of record the rehearsals and from there we would take them patrick would take them and download them you know because we had them all or he had them all on pro tools so the rehearsals so we could use what we wanted and kind of build it from there so okay yeah it was not a a linear process really no it was not uh, and a lot of it had to do with however busy the band was if you're playing like five shows a week in the summer yeah. you don't want to record on day six yeah 
So, um, um, and, and keep the excitement up and the enthusiasm. Um, and there was no deadline on this one. It just had no. to be right, you know? Yeah. And uh, that was like my challenge on this record was just to make sure that you got a record that sounded exactly like you and because they're all your songs you wrote. There are no co-writes on the record. They're right. all your tunes. And the thing, you know, this this album, yeah, it's there was no deadline and it was kind of... You know the other song, uh, other albums. You go, oh, you got two weeks, you know, in a studio to get this yeah. album done, you know, and it kind of puts that pressure on you. Whereas Patrick and I would kind of work here and there, here and there. wasn't feeling it. Oh, all of a sudden, I got a new idea. Let's get it down. Let's get it on uh, tape. Let's just start from scratch, and that's what we would do. So, um, yeah, it's a really cool way that to, to build. This album, it was nice. fun to, to to have a a studio studio bread sound that you know they could just come and go yeah. when needed to. So, who's all the musicians on the record? It's a variety. Yeah, we tons. have a bunch. We have uh, me and Brian do a lot of the stuff, but we had Noah Levy come in and play drums on one song. Uh, Baby, oh, do you, you want know? me? Okay, cool. And uh, you know, I mean, people. Scott Wenham is on one. Yeah, Scott Wenham is on one or two songs, and uh, they're contrib- contribute, you know, contributing stuff from other members. Yeah. Of the band, but it was basic. Like, here's the song. What are we gonna do with the song? Yeah. Each one, it's its own entity. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like, what what kind of drums do you need behind this song? Oh, Noah Levy. Yeah, that's what you need behind. That's this very song. Noah Levy-ish song to yeah, to play on. Definitely. One thing that stood out for me in the record is really good harmony stuff. Who does all the harmony vocals? Uh, I did some. I did some. Yep. Smokey came in and sang. Smokey did Smokey lot. doing some that 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 really stuck out a lot of stuff was the really cool harmonies on it. Yeah, Smokey came in and did uh, a bunch of uh, background stuff, and it was great. Really good. Okay, cool. Well, let's just go through track by track and see if you have any thoughts to, to bring up, if that's cool. Any, Patrick, if you want to talk about like the recording end of stuff and Brian, what you were thinking as a songwriter. Um, yeah, I've listened to us a number of times, very familiar with all the with every song on here. So uh, starting off with the first track is She's Gone. What's that one all about? Um, it's kind of like an awakening. That's catchy beginning too. She's gone. Yeah, that's super catchy. Yeah, but it, it the the song pro- progresses as to a guy uh, being all down and she's gone, she's gone, she's gone, and through the song gets stronger and stronger. Where at the end of the song, it's she's out of his mind. She, that is awesome. So he, she's gone. Thank God she's gone. That's why she, he says, thank God she's gone at the end. Is because she's out of my mind now. I'm, I can move on. You know, At first, he's crying because she's gone. At the end, he's thanking because she's gone. You know? That is really cool. So, yeah, that's what that song's about. That is really cool. <laughs> nice. All right. So do you learn tricks like that when you're doing all that Nashville stuff, you think? 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You know, sometimes, you know, it's the simplest idea where that, that I could take that to Nashville and I could explain that to somebody and down there and they could go, no, you know what? No, let's change this. Let's do it this way. Let's, let's you know, everybody's got their own opinion yeah. uh, as to what it, it is. So I, you know, Bruce McCabe once told me. When I said, I go, you know, going to Nashville, trying to learn how to write and try to say things more simple to people. And he's like, why do you think people don't understand what you're saying? And I was like, you're right. I don't have an idea as to why people wouldn't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so it gave me a good insight as to like, hey, yeah, say what you got to say, because that's, you know, what's going to come out. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I, this was a personal this was my last divorce. I mean, you know, it took a long time to get over it. And, uh, but finally there was a day when she's gone. Thank God she's gone. It's out of the head. Do you feel that some of that Nashville stuff hindered some of your classic way of just saying stuff? I know I had awful time with that when I worked for a, a company down there for so many years. I came back. It was hard to get my old artsy-fartsy brain back because I was thinking trying to please these people that were just going to rip it apart anyway. Yeah, I think you have to be very careful. Very careful because that's the thing. They can, they can make you feel like what you're saying isn't right, but it could be the perfect thing that you're saying, you know, yeah. that, that connects with somebody. It's like when we get down to mirror. start talking about that song that's one of my favorite ones yeah. so let's jump to mirror now okay um that is really cool i was listening to that one this morning that's just a big epic kind of build up that's one. A powerful uh what's that what's the story behind that song that's that's about a guy that uh is going through depression uh maybe drinking too much um going home sitting on his couch watching tv and thinking that, you know, there's got to be something else out there. There's got to be something else out there. But then he looks in the mirror. And every time he looks in the mirror, whether he's throwing up or just looking at himself, he's saying, I don't, that's the face I don't want to see anymore, you know? Yeah. I just want to get rid of that, you know? That depression, that anxiety, that whatever, you know. What's so. the big hook on that long that song again? I'm trying to remember. I'd do man. anything. I would do anything. I'd, I'd do anything. anything. Not to see you again? Not to see you again. Ooh, that's heavy stuff, man. Well, that's looking in the mirror saying, mm. I don't want to see that face anymore. Yeah. So Ooh. that's what that one's about. And that's another personal one, you know. I mean, that's about my depression and... and anxiety and and my alcoholism and all the stuff that I deal with you know so uh 
That's a personal one. That people don't realize that. They think, you know, you go home and you're partying and whatever. And I go home to a dog, a 105-pound dog, you know, that sits with me. And I watch TV until I can pass out at 4 a.m., you know. And it's a different life. And uh, uh, it's... It's not what uh, everyone thinks all the time, you know. But the, the, the depression has always been a part that uh, has made me write the most positive songs that I've ever written. And that's the thing that scares you about trying to lose that. But I don't know. I'm rambling. You'll edit this. Whew. <laughs> that was that's good stuff there, Brian. No, it's real heavy. It's really deep. You know, that's that's. I mean, just off of listening to it, yeah, that's that's uh, real. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's mm-hmm. some really cool stuff, um, Patrick. That is such an epic kind of song. What is some of the studio techniques you guys did, or what did you apply to that song to kind of to to make it jump out so big like that? Well, I mean, the original demo that that Brian had was that slow. I mean, it's a very slow song. And I thought it's important to retain that, to not make it peppy, but rather have it something that, you know, it's almost like something that you're a weight that you're dragging behind you and moving it forward inch by inch. And um, I think one reference point there towards the end of the song that Brian mentioned to me was an oasis uh, kind of quality where you just have a wash of guitars and reverb where everything becomes more like a, a mudslide of of sound, an avalanche of, of, of music that's just rolling over you. Um, and so everything in that song really in recording leads up to that. Um, and, you know, that's kind of what we were working towards. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that comes across crystal clear too. Just that big build up. That I hear that now. That's 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 a nice song. Do you play that live? Not yet. How, how are you going to play all these live? You think we will play them all live, but not yet. Uh, the release is coming on the fifth uh, and sixth of April, and uh, we'll have them down by then. Cool. But we we haven't uh, even. Well, we've got half of them down. We got to get the other half down. As a band. Okay. Well, jump into another slow one. What's the story of the song Annie? As you grew a little old, met these friends of mine. There was nothing more important. You were always on my mind. Annie was uh, Rod Simons. Uh, he was a sportscaster, and he had a show called Game On. It was on Sundays afternoons. And this is a guy, and I did a lot of work with him and his shows as a musical guest. But he was big in the adoption world, and he adopted a young girl named Annie. And um, two years ago, he passed away and they kept going with his golf tournament and his gift of adoption which was his his benefit that he did but i i was chosen to play at a, at a uh, wake for him and they said you know 
pick a song or whatever. And I said, okay. And they said, Hallelujah is going to be sung by someone else. And I said, oh, okay. So now I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Shag? Yeah, right? play shag man no so i said well all of a sudden i had this premonition and i said what can i say rod what can i say rod and he said talk to my daughter talk to her that's what came through me talk to my daughter and i was like okay so i wrote this song and it's about a guy adopting a daughter about how he first saw her how he knew it was her and then how he left but he left her in the company of all these great people around him that loved me so they love you ultimately and that's uh the end of the song is he's up in heaven getting it ready for his daughter to come back up and see him again you know so that's kind of what that song is about it's very personal uh, Rod Simons was a, a good friend. He, he was he was an amazing guy who would introduce me to Minnesota Twins and Minnesota Vikings, and he would introduce me in a way where they needed to know who I was, not I needed to know who they were. And it was always made me feel like a star. He, he was just that kind of a guy. Like, this football player needs to know who this GB Layton guy is, you know? And he was always that way, and... Uh, he was just a great guy. So I'm I'm glad this was on the album, uh, and it turned out the way it did. Uh, it's a beautiful song, and uh, it's... Did uh, his daughter, has she heard it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And her mom just came out the other night, and uh, I gave her, I slipped her a couple from stage there and uh, said the song made it to the CD, and so she was pretty overwhelmed. So wow, yeah. Well, I'm glad we're doing this podcast because, like, listening to it, you don't get these these thick stories where this stuff is coming from. I mean, yeah. that's really super interesting. Um, any notes on the production on that one, Patrick? Well, I um, oh. the first time I heard it was yeah. like we were actually uh, gonna play a song or we we're gonna play Bunkers, and we're sitting backstage, mm-hmm. and and uh, you're singing it to me a cappella. Yeah. And I got a guitar, and I'm just trying to find the chords behind the melody. Yeah. And at the end, I was just like, holy crap. Yeah. Four minutes later, and the world has turned, you yeah. know? Yeah. That was a moment. It was. But everything on that, tr- on that track is built around, you know, from Brian's vocal and that melody. Everything emanates from that center. And uh, so it was a natural to pick that out. and Yeah, I and had the whole melody and everything and mm-hmm. written in, in my head. And so I sat down with Patrick and said, this is, I'm going to start singing. You start figuring out the chords that go to the <laughs> way I'm singing this. And so. Wow. Um, I got a feeling I'd like to play that song at the end of the podcast. Like, do you guys mind just taking a break here at this one, starting another episode just to get through that second half of the album. Sure. And we'll kind of finish on that cool story. Okay. Um, so 
Uh, Brian Layton, Patrick Tanner, thank you guys so much for being on the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. Uh, story by the song is Annie. Check it out. The new album, Second Chances. Is it available now, or when's it going to be on iTunes and things like that? Uh, the first two singles are on iTunes, but the album itself has not been released yet. No. Okay. And it, what's the CD release shows? We'll just mention it every episode. April 5th and April 6th. April 5th is at... Uh, Hook and Ladder. Hook and Ladder, and that's going to be kind of an unplugged. Mm-hmm. Um, and April 6th will be at Bunkers, will be full band. Okay. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Mark Stereo Music Podcast with Brian Lane and Patrick Tanner. Tune in next week. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Stereo Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. When I met you, I was needing something in my world. When I held you, that's the moment I knew you were my girl There was nothing as important Than the love I felt for you For the first time in my life I knew what a dad's supposed to do As you grew a little old met these friends of mine There was nothing more important You were always on my mind I would brag about you daily When I smiled, they all knew Told them all about my Annie Like a dad's supposed to do Now they may Tell you funny stories Parts of me you didn't know You hear the words they say Listen to them, don't let go I know I left before Didn't plan on it so soon But these friends that I have loved now I know they loved you I left you with the caring Left you with the ones I trust I left you with the faithful Left you with the ones I love I already have the answer Had to head on out before you To make sure it's perfect when 
Get to see you dance and talk Get to hug and kiss you too I'll be getting heaven ready It's like a dance supposed to do Getting ready for my end Like a dance 